From WNYC, this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. President Trump is in Davos, Switzerland for the annual World Economic Forum. It's where CEOs and heads of state hobnob with celebrities and financial journalists to celebrate the benefits of globalism. Before Trump left Washington, his economic advisor, Gary Cohn, explained the administration's stance on international trade. America first is not America alone. When we grow, the world grows. When the world grows, we grow. And he said the president will talk to world leaders about making sure we all respect each other. We all abide by the laws. We all have free, fair, open and reciprocal trade. And if we live in a world where there are not artificial barriers, we will all grow. Yet as the administration put out that message, the president took steps this week to limit trade, specifically by imposing new tariffs on imported solar panels and washing machines in order to keep the production of those items inside the United States. Our action today helps to create jobs in America for Americans. And let's not forget that the U.S., Canada, and Mexico are in Montreal negotiating over the future of NAFTA. Will he or won't he pull out of NAFTA? That is the question everyone is asking as Canada prepares for another round of NAFTA negotiations. Well, joining me to talk about all of this is Patrick Gillespie. He's an economics reporter with CNN who covers global trade issues. Patrick, good morning. Good morning. So where do things stand when it comes to Trump and trade? Right now, we're starting to see that America First trade policy really come to bear. And I think the tariffs announced this week on solar panels and on washing machines could be harbingers of future trade decisions in the coming months. Uh, There are major administration decisions to come on imported steel and imported aluminum. And as you mentioned, uh, round six of NAFTA talks is underway in Montreal, Canada this week. And this is really considered the decisive round. So there are a lot of things you said there. Let's first talk about these tariffs that the president put on solar panels and washing machines. Why? This is a great debate. For instance, Samsung made it very clear this week they have already moved production of their washing machines to South Carolina, and they employ 600 Americans. LG said, we are going to have to raise prices on American consumers who are buying our washing machines because it's now more expensive to import our products from Korea and from Mexico. Also, a lot of the solar jobs are for installing solar panels. They're not for making them. So there are some head-scratching decisions, but I think the administration is trying to send a message that it is intent on pursuing a policy of rebalancing the U.S. trade deficit and at least projecting a message that they intend to create more manufacturing jobs here in the U.S. And what is at stake with these NAFTA negotiations that are going on? 14 million American jobs depend on trade with Mexico and with Canada. There's been so far no major progress on a very divisive issue, which is about how we manufacture cars across North America. And the U.S. has put a proposal forward on this particular part of NAFTA. Canada and Mexico say this is unacceptable to them. And so Canada is now bringing a counterproposal to the table in round six to try to make a compromise. But so far, the U.S. administration is not bending at all on their uh, initial proposal. And it's really unclear. I mean, Trump has made comments in Davos about we could stay and we might leave NAFTA. Yes. So uh, what's interesting is that the president has a lot of unilateral power when it comes to trade. He can withdraw from NAFTA on his own without any congressional approval. Now, if he wants to sign a new agreement, modernize NAFTA, NAFTA 2.0, let's say, he does need congressional approval for that. And I think this round is really important because if there's no major progress seen, the chances of President Trump withdrawing from NAFTA increase significantly. So what is the role of Congress when it comes to the president and making trade deals or breaking trade deals? 
They are a voice of caution right now for the president to stay in the agreement. There is a major U.S. congressional delegation in Montreal this week and over this weekend trying to convince the U.S. administration to keep in the agreement and to sort of find a bridge between what Mexico and Canada are suggesting and what the executive office is offering. Has there been a flip where presidents are usually pro-trade, we want to sign deals, and Congress has often been, hold on, we want to make sure that this protects American workers and is good for us? If you think back to the 1930s, there was something called the Smoot-Hawley Act, which Congress enacted in a a sort of similar way to Trump's tariffs this week that applied to all countries around the world. That led to those countries retaliating and applying tariffs on U.S. goods. And that led to a trade war. And it didn't cause the Great Depression, but it was a key factor in making the Great Depression worse than it was. It seems that we're sometimes hearing two contradictory perspectives from the administration. You have Trump saying one thing about trade, that we have to protect America and and limit anything that could threaten American jobs. And then at the same time, you have an administration saying, you know, we're open for business. We want reciprocal trade. So which is it? It is a a mixed message from the White House. You know, we want more jobs here in the United States, but we don't want consumers to be paying more and we want fair trade deals. What we're seeing is, you know, an administration that wants to rebalance deficits, which a lot of economists say is not the right way to sort of measure the fairness of a deal. And ultimately, in the view of President Trump, these trade deals are about making more manufacturing jobs here in the U.S., So while the U.S. is putting on tariffs or considering pulling out of trade agreements, this week in Davos, Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, made the following announcement. Today, I'm pleased to announce that Canada and 10 other remaining members of the Trans-Pacific Partnership concluded discussions in Tokyo, Japan, on a new comprehensive and progressive agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership. This is a trade deal that was crafted by the U.S., but then the Trump administration walked away from it. Clearly, if the rest of the world is moving on and making deals and lowering trade barriers, what effect does that have on the U.S. if we're kind of left out? It means the U.S. will become less competitive. You talk about Ford, GM. These are iconic American auto companies, but they don't just sell cars here. They sell cars in Europe and in Asia. And if they are left out of those global markets or they have higher barriers of entry, then it becomes more challenging for them to compete, which ultimately leads to lower revenue and profits. And that leads to less U.S. jobs. So I think it's a trade policy that risks leaving the U.S. behind on an issue trade that it has been leading for decades. So the president is in Davos where globalism is really celebrated as a fix for many of the world's problems. So what do you make of Trump being there? Trump has, you know, signaled that he is open for free and fair trade, but then his actions sort of contradict that. And he's going to be in a crowd that is against tariffs, that's against protectionism. The signature speaker was uh, Prime Minister Modi of India, and he said that globalism is under threat in today's society. And the theme of Davos this year is working together in a, quote, fractured world. So we're not sure if that's attributable to the the U.S. policies, uh, but we're seeing that Trump's going into an environment that isn't welcoming to his trade policies. Patrick Gillespie is an economics reporter with CNN, where he covers trade. Patrick, thank you very much. Thank you. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC. 